You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 17 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by MLS's Canadian Little Italy, a.k.a. Toronto FC. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, sorry. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you that we are able to continue doing this project. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of all of our hearts. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm glad to have the gang back. That's right. Uh, plus our stealth special guest, uh, little Loxley Riffle down there with Blaine. He's uh, the cutest one. You can check it out in the, the YouTube stream if you want to go back and check that out later after listening to us on SoundCloud or your whatever podcast platform you prefer. Uh, to start out, though, big hats off, uh, applause. Thank you so much to Ashley for keeping the, the podcast going last week when I was on vacation and Blaine was doing baby stuff there, uh, Also, who's also moved, so Blaine has a lot of stuff going on. But yes, thank you so much, Ashley, for, uh, for yeah. keeping everything going. I appreciate no one commenting on how insufferable it was to have a husband-wife duo in the mix. <laughs> I appreciated that. Um, yeah, what Reed does is hard, and I think we should all really appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Barely got it going. So. <laughs> well, yes, and also thank you to uh, Spencer and Patrick for for yep. coming in to help out mm-hmm. as well. Kind of kind of last minute additions there, uh, working with all of our schedules. Uh, but yes, no, I really appreciate you guys doing that. A uh, quick note as well. I know when I was doing some of the editing, still in the new studio space here with my move in the process of construction, haven't gotten lots of stuff on the walls. I know it's kind of echoey. I apologize for that. But once I get more stuff up, I, that should that should help. Who knows if it's not, then I may have to get some little fun foam pads or something like that. Uh, we'll make the MLS, I think, in some way. But uh, I'm going to be working on getting, a, getting that improved as we go forward. Other than that, I want to talk about round 16. What about you guys? Yeah, round 16 was a doozy. I'm here it, for it. It was wild. I, I will go ahead and own up now. I have a few little takeaways in a second, but I didn't get to watch a lot since I was on vacation at the beach with my son for the first time. He went crazy. So uh, I kept up with some stuff on my phone, watched some of the replay things, mostly Cincinnati-focused. Um, but I do have a couple takeaways, but I didn't get a lot of watching myself in. But... Ashley, how'd you do with your team? Yeah, I got a 148. Um, it was, a, I think I had a 151 at the end of yesterday, but then some stuff got moved around. Um, defense was a big shit show for me. Callens, Mario got subbed out. Both of those guys posted threes. Um, but I did have a Rougeau from LA Galaxy who went off that second game. Um, and Wagner, uh, I moved up about 15 spots in overall ranking though to 51 um which i'm i'm pretty content with um uh, but my midfield just just carried me i i kind of took a a lot of chalky picks there that that paid off i had lucho i had maxi i had pause i had nico um and then all my strikers scored but i wouldn't say they hit necessarily um so yeah and then i rolled the dice not to rub salt in blaine's wounds but i rolled the dice with coronel and that very messy end of the and 
and uh, Red Bull versus Sporting Kids City got me some shutout points, um, which I didn't think it would, <laughs> it would once I turned that game on. But um, yeah, pretty pretty decent decent week for me. I I saw definitely saw some better scores, um, but I'm pretty content with where I ended up. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it oftentimes about looking at at Tyler's differentials for his differential picks to get out to, as I usually say on Twitter, to dust the chalk off your team. Or we hear a lot about that that chalk talk, but it's not always bad. I mean, there's a reason some of these players are chalk, and hey, it it, it works. It works. Blaine, how'd you do? Not as well as I had hoped. I ended up with the 128, but I got cold feet. I saw the yellow card warning, so I took Ray out of my lineup or out of my off my sub a bench as a sub, and put Ariola in. Um, so that one I think cost me somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 points. I got my second score in, which was not Ariola off the bench. Um, and then I also got cold feet when I saw Blake's first game. I didn't see enough points. I was like, Ah, Bond's got a great set. So I dropped five points by putting Bond in instead of keeping Galese in there and then being able to scrub him out. Um, Tui Loma got me absolutely nothing. Callens was a big miss, but then I had Alex Roldan on my defense. So I picked up a few points there, but what really saved me this week is I ended up sticking with it and went Maxi Morales. Uh, I know he was a pretty hard differential for a lot of players. I didn't see a ton of play on him. Oh, I had, I liked him. Yeah. I just, I, I was sitting in discord chat and everybody was like, Oh, don't go to New York city. There's other guys that are better. And I could, I can understand it. I felt like he was a big differential. I probably should have fallen a little bit harder in the ranks or in the weak rank without Reynoso, but because I had Maxi and I mean, everybody, I think had Acosta. And then I also went Blanco in the midfield, which was a, a decent 10 points right there. Could have done better in some spots. Um, but the one big uh, Reynoso blunder probably cost me. Um, I would have been sitting in the top 60 of FCL if I had kept Reynoso in, and instead I'm about 200 or about 300. So hanging out about where I was last week. So I've stayed steady there, but I missed a huge opportunity to move up. Uh, so myself, I finished on 139. So I felt that was pretty solid. Uh, did pretty well in my head-to-heads. A couple of the like the Champions League that didn't win, some pretty tight ones there. Get some players who got in the 150s. Uh, but uh, I felt 139 was pretty solid for this round, uh, climbed in some of the ranks. Uh, I also missed out on Reynoso. I, too, was worried about the yellow card, so I did not go with him. Uh, and instead, I ended up going with Jerusi. Uh, um, and, again, didn't watch a whole lot. And so, But I got 11 from him off on bench. I got 13 from Wagner. I did the, the Philly-Orlando keeperoo. That's what I did. And so I, I got to see that second Philly game. I was like, yeah, I'll take a 17 for a keeper. Uh, and glad I did after that Orlando game too. So uh, that worked out for there. Mixed bag. I, I went with Ariola. I know we were kind of all high. People were high on him last week. Didn't, didn't turn out well, but I got Ladero, got, got Acosta, had Blanco come in some solid points with me as well. Um, mixed, mixed bag, missed some stuff, but Hey, what I missed some players because of the, of the, the double game rotations because again didn't didn't catch a lot of the games uh, but super happy with the performance from Acosta so can't uh, can't complain about that uh, if you got in that I would say that one thirty ish range you likely saw some movement if you hit the one forties one fifties you had an absolutely amazing round so congrats there I'm going through chat right here um, we got Fizz with one fifty four 
We've got uh, wheeling and dealing with 156. Uh, amazing right there. Um, so we've got, uh, yeah, Chandy, who's from, from Discord, 159. Fantastic scores right there. Uh, yeah, one, JoJo with 133. Um, so lot, lot, Patrick, 139. Hey, there we go, buddy. There we yeah. go. Uh, so yeah, lots of great scores in chat right there. Very but Shannon, 147. Congrats, Shannon. Good job. Good job. Uh, so, yeah. Give a shout out to, I think it's Cam, right? Um, he edged out Ryan Anderson by one point in our experts invitational head-to-head, which helped me move up to second place. There we go. There <laughs> so we go. that one was back and forth. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, some good scores. Quick update about this. This third round is going to be over in uh, two more rounds, including this round. Round 17 and 18 are the last two rounds for the third quarter qualifier for the Champions League. And the fourth and final quarter qualifier uh, starts with round 19. So uh, don't forget about that. There's still time if you're trying to, to make it. I think I'm going to finish a little bit under in this third one. I was I was getting up there and I've fallen back a little bit last couple of rounds. But uh, yeah. This week is all rivalry week. And then the next round, which is the last round before this Champions League window closes, is a massive double game week again. So if you're on the bubble, don't feel too discouraged because that double game week is is where you can really catch up to some folks. So, And just in case you're listening, I don't know if you are, but a big, big shout out to uh, Skirtis in our Discord community, who was the number one team of the week nice. with a score of 187. Who, the Captain Reynoso? I don't, I do not know. I did not look at his team. I should have uh, just got yeah. that update from Ranch. But yeah, big shout out uh, to Skirtis awesome. if you're a listener. That's awesome. You're definitely a member of the community. So you deserve that shout out just yeah. for that. Uh, let's talk about what we learned from this week. So I'm going to go first since I have a few little things and I'll let you all wrap it up. Um, love seeing FCC scoring, hate seeing FCC scored upon. That is that is definitely a uh, a uh, habit I did not want to see come back, all those late goals scoring in there. But what I take from that is Brenner was amazing in that first game. And there's been some com- talk about the combinations of up top of who would be there uh, in that that two-man setting and this is definitely more of a conversation for Brenner maybe finding some of his form so keep an eye out on that um Vasquez Baji Vasquez Brenner or something like that could be some combinations we see and under the right circumstances might have some good options if some of that scoring is there in Acosta so providing that so loved seeing that uh against New York and the, the draw against New England those are two competent teams that Cincinnati went up against so um, I think we're probably away from Cincinnati being total hot garbage and they're solidly in that sort of as you see it situation. But I think one of the good takeaways here fantasy wise is just looking at that pairing up top and you could find some differential options right there. And then also, I know we mentioned them a week or two ago. Uh, check out the last couple of weeks of Vancouver's scores. They've gone up against some some decent teams as well. They haven't just been giving away everything. Um, so if, if you're looking at, I was looking at some stuff this week and I'm like, Ooh, do I want to bet against Vancouver? Which is kind of a thing I got in the habit of doing. And no, I really don't think that's what you'd want to look at. So they've, they've started to tighten it up and maybe even have some attacking options that you want to look at under the right circumstances. Um, but those are just some two couple of takeaways that I got just from some quick looks right there. Ashley, what about you? Yeah. Um, build to a little red card from a lot of people this week, I think, um, 
Portland defense always freaks me from a, I, I promise a non-biased perspective. Portland defense always freaks me out and it's always because of red cards. Like it all, they always make me nervous. They can be a little leaky, not always at home. Um, but that red card, I think got a good amount of people. I know he was on a lot of people's teams this week. Um, speaking of leaky NYCFC, just the week we all have Callens just getting crazy leaky with the goals. What was it? Seven goals across the week, the weekend or six, six. It depends on if you have things called back or not. Um. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, that's more than we've seen all season. I think, you know, that's, that's a lot of goals um, from a defense that's been pretty solid. I'm not going to try to analyze why, even though I have my opinions, but I just think that's important to pay attention to um, as new England comes to them, as we go into the rest of this champions league round uh, to just pay attention to the fact that, you know, that defense is not, as formidable at least this past weekend it wasn't as it has been um on a positive side to all fantasy players zella is back yeah i know when i saw his name in that first lineup i thought oh he'll go max 120 maybe probably just 60 minutes in this game but you know he went 150 minutes he went 59 minutes in the first game and got four points which would have been five if he'd gone a minute longer um, and then he got an assist in the second game and he went the full 90 minutes. So, um, you know, I haven't been paying super close attention to what that injury was. It was keeping him out, how much he's been training, but he went two games on a double game week. So it's time to, to remember him. And I think their new striker should be starting to come into the fold, um, pretty soon, which will be good for Zella. Um, I, you know, I, there's not a lot to say. I think if you just looked at scores last week, you know, Reynoso just came to play um, and Taxi and Tati were on fire this weekend, just putting in goals left and right. Um, right before Tati scored, my husband was going on a tangent about how he's not good enough to play in Europe, like all these rumors are. And then he posted a brace. So I really enjoyed that because um, you guys know I love Tati. Yep, so, yep. yeah, just some some great goal production from those three guys. And then, like I said, Zella, keep keep an eye out. Yeah, and you're definitely right about the new signing. Did you mention the new signing, or was that just in my head? I did. No, I did okay. say that. I said okay. I, I believe he's he's starting to get worked in. That's right. Uh, Chucho, he's not in the game yet, but that is definitely something we were talking about a week or two ago about keep an eye on him, especially once Zella comes back and he seems to be coming back hot. So that uh, I, I there was a thought that he could be available this week. Uh, I I don't know. If that's true, I was trying to do a real quick search and I, I just didn't find it. Um, but I, I don't know when he's going to enter. He's they didn't train today, but I think he's with the team or just arriving with the team. Okay. Uh, didn't train because of thunderstorms, so it was the whole team that didn't train. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if he's like a superstitious thing. Like, no, I don't do this. Yeah, no, no, whole team. Uh, he's expected to be on the roster on, on for the weekend, but whether he starts his way up in the air. Yeah. So we've got Tyler's confirmed that he is confirmed to be available this weekend. So he, he, he may dip into it, not right. in the game yet. Uh, I'll talk with, with Skylar and see if I can find an update about when some of these players may be coming in. But if you're looking in fantasy right now um, for, for Chucho Hernandez, no, he's not mm-hmm. there. So, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Some of the, also, lots of these guys, I don't think are going to be in there right now, but we'll mention those. Caleb day. Porter is also a big bluffer. So take that for a while. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you see the roster until you get really invested in that. But I respect it. 
Right. Instead of Chucho, it's it's Easton. That's that's just coming yeah. right there, right there. Uh, Blaine, anything from you? Yeah, um, New York City's still scoring. I know Ashley talked about their defense, um, but huge change of a, a pace here. Uh, Maxi Morales is back at the ten and had a pretty solid week there, and uh, Santi has basically faded into nothingness at this point. Twos and threes his last few games. Um, I've been, I was really high on him to start the season when he was playing the 10 with this team, everything was going right. He is not working on that right wing very well. Uh, it's just, he's good player. I think he's still doing a lot for the team. So I don't think he's going to be benched, but he's popping twos, threes, and fours from that right wing spot instead of those eight to 12s that we were used to from the mid, from the central midfield. Um, another one just because I've been watching this team and draft is always a big one. Uh, Magno seems to be the beneficiary of Maxi coming in as well. Uh, Tati's still going to be Tati, but it looks like it's Maxi and Magno that are really linking up and getting a lot of work done right now. So take that for what it is. Um, other than that, I didn't have a whole lot. It's kind of was uh, business as usual this week. The names we thought were going to go off did go off. Uh, various degrees of success. I know some chat was talking about Pozuelo a little bit. Uh, Reynoso was up there. We had Driussi was there. We had a lot of double digit scores from the guys we expected to get double digit scores. Oh, and I guess all of my draft leagues would be upset if I didn't bring it up. And I know it comes up in discord every once in a while. Uh, Mason toy has come on really strong now that he's playing um, Montreal forward cheaper right now i don't have a price on him uh probably talk about him a little bit later uh but kyoto seemed to have fallen out of favor a little bit there's been some rotation between him and kai kamara and if toy's going to come in and start scoring like he has which i think he had a brace in the second game there first game. Uh, or first one whatever he had a brace somewhere in there um if he's going to come in and do that i expect him to start looking at locking down a starting role pretty fast he's 7.4 million 7.4 yeah um, just they've done a two striker set with Kyoto and Kamara up top. They've done Kamara and somebody else up there. I could definitely see them sticking with the two striker set with Kyoto or Kamara and toy up top. I just, I expect he's going to be in there and at 7.4 he's a guy you cannot keep off your radar. And he had a monster week this week. If anybody was brave enough to take him. Yeah. Couple of good questions from chat that uh, we'll cover real quick as part of the section before we go on. Plus, I, I will say, Maxi looking good at the ten, looking bad at the twelve. So don't uh, don't always want to go with that. Uh, but FC Dallas uh, question brought up: uh, Why are they bad? Are they overperforming? Last six games, FC Dallas has one win, uh, three losses, two draws. So they've been a team that people have were often high on. We mentioned Ariola was somebody people looked at. Uh, what's up with them now? Ashley, you want to add and weigh in on that? I think it's. I think the West is just a tricky place right now. I think that the the way that the the West is for teams is is difficult. Um, I don't see when I watch FC Dallas, I don't see a ton of cohesion. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. um, I think that they have some really good players. I think Paxton Pomacall is a great player. I think Jesus Ferreira is a decent striker. I think that. He plays in a very different role for FC Dallas than than the national team plays him in. Yeah. And I think possibly coming back from that national team setting to a different position, he's not adjusted as well. Paul Ariola has always been 
hit or miss always wherever he's been for fantasy he's always either gone off or he's done nothing and so um you know they had a little bit of keeper rotation for a while a little bit of backline rotation for a while um I think they're just hitting the midpoint of the season and people are are getting used to them um and their game plan is not working the way that it was at the start of the season in the west so I don't think they're players to fade for fantasy necessarily but yeah, I mean, I think the FC Dallas hype should possibly die down just a little bit, and it should be more matchup dependent, not always, if that makes sense. Like, there was a there was a string of games where people would pick up Ferreira every game. Um, I don't know that we're, we're there <laughs> anymore, but I don't know that I think that they're bad. I think that the West is really good, and they're not as good as their early season performance led us to believe. There we go. And the second follow-up, this one has to go to Blaine. Uh, Blaine, sometimes Villa, or is it still never Villa? I'm still never Villa. I'm owning it all season. Yeah. Three assists over his last two games, but of course he did only play one game of this double, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Who he is with Bale, right? Let's see how that might might change your stance, Blaine. No, probably not. I'm just going to ride it out through the end of the year. Never Bella, maybe Bale. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Blaine there. But the big Classico coming up, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the last update that I'm going to make before we move on to our, our second segment, thank you so much, everyone, in chat who threw out some, some uh, thoughts there as well, is just in case you were looking, again, the final update, there was no triple game week this week for LA. There was no double game week for San Jose. Uh, I know that the... The games were listed there. Uh, it is, we had that confirmed from Skyler that it was just a glitch that they weren't able to get taken out. The points are going to be applied to the correct round in September, I believe, uh, whenever that game does yeah. roll around. So with hope, that will get at least moved by then. But yes, that is what happened. No, it did not happen. So sorry if you were looking for a triple. I That will never happen. Would never happen. A triple. I mean, that might even make LA worth picking up. Um, so there we go. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for uh, bringing in those those takeaways. Uh, now we're going to get into our housekeeping section for this round. All right, let's talk housekeeping for round 17. First off, do a quick league update. I know we haven't gotten a full league update since my move. Want to make sure we get the good shout out to everyone this time with all three of us back here for our leagues. Uh, the classic leagues uh, leading for our Discord is uh, Costan35. We're at our Patreon Open League, also the classic league. FC Lambo is, is on top right there. Uh, moving over to our head-to-head leagues, the Discord head-to-head. It is uh, Garth Butcher is back on top there, one of our Patreon supporters. Speaking of the Patreon head-to-head league, uh, Ryan Anderson, lineup IQ, is uh, is on top as he's been for a lot of the season right there. Check out his Patreon as well. Uh, get some good stuff, good access to, to Ryan's content there. Uh, moving on to the MLS Fantasy Experts Invitational. I forgot to, uh, to add that. It's Donut. It was donut last week too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's donuts this week, followed yeah, not so closely by me. By Ashley, it's donuts with a 12 2 and 2, followed by Ashley with a 12 0 oh, and 4. Uh, Blaine, you're at number seven, and I, I think I've moved up to to 11 right there. I had a, had a pretty, let's see here, 
not so close game with uh with Ben Ben Bear. Um one thirty each other this week. This is this our first Is it? Yeah, you guys play each other in that. Uh oh, here we go. MLS Fantasy Insider Derby. Right, right there. Uh going for Derby Week. There it is. There it is, right there. Uh Pro Rel League updates right here have been fantastic. I, I love what what this is doing and I love the back and forth that we've seen so far. Yeah. So we're definitely going to keep this going champions league. It is a two way tie between donuts and Todd Modisette. So Todd was there. I think the last couple of weeks donuts is back there tied with a score of, or record of 12, one and three, but it's donuts by points. So that's what's, what's got him on top right now. What about the veterans league, Ashley? Yeah, we have a new leader who was a previous leader, but All this right. is the first time that we've had someone new for a couple of rounds. Uh, and it's throwing in the cowl, which I really, you guys know I love a good pun. Um, so Columbus icon, but I like the Cade Cow uh, pun. So they are back on top by record now. Awesome. And Blaine, our development league. Yeah, it's still FC Red Bull Green Mountain. Um, there's four teams tied at that 14-0-2. It's coming down to points. Um, but that league has just been really tight. It's just... Um, Jordy for MVP took the top spot for a little bit, but he's fallen back down. I mean, it's three points separating those top two guys right now. There we go. I love it. I love the back and forth. I love the head to heads. You guys know that if you've listened for a while. So this is, this has been absolutely fantastic. And maybe if we keep asking for it, we could get something like this just built into the game. How fun would that be? All right, let's talk about the actual mechanics of this round, round 17. Everything starts Friday, July 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Philadelphia versus D.C. Uh, That's not the only game that we have. Uh, We have three games. uh, Also at 10, we have L.A. versus uh, LAFC versus LA Galaxy with our El Trafico. And then at 10.30, we have Vancouver versus Minnesota. So we got three games right there. Definitely some fantasy options. Uh, so be sure that you have your lineup set. Uh, and so it's Friday, so that's why we're coming to you on Tuesday instead of Monday because the weird last round and thankfully well, a later start. Oddly, every other game is on Saturday. There are no Sunday games this round, just so everyone is aware. That's right. The The next the next set is uh, Saturday, July 9th, starting at 1 p.m. with New York City versus New England. And there's a 4.30 p.m. game with Seattle versus Portland. And then a whole bunch of 7, 7.30 games and a few eights, eight thirties, and a 10 that are thrown it all out. So uh, you're going to want to make sure you have things all set for that. Uh, there are no teams on a buy, no teams on a double. So it's a nice, regular, straightforward round. If you're looking for switcheroo targets, uh, we, of course, uh, Vancouver's got some of our favorite options. Colorado has, I think, some decent options this week if you like a late uh, switcheroo player to keep an eye on your, your lineups and everything. So there are definitely some 4.0s out there to help make your switcheroos and your budgets work. Um, we do have some injury suspension updates. A lot of crazy things happened last week and some new additions that we may have. Blaine, do you want to jump into this one? You want me to run through it, courtesy of Tyler? You can run through it for Tyler. All right. So courtesy of Tyler, uh, some of the notable returns, of course, we've already mentioned uh, Zellerion is back. Uh, Sebastian Legette is also back. And Mason Toy has exploded back into the scene with two goals versus Seattle, as Tyler put it. Uh, with the summer transfer window, we're going to see more people coming in. But right now, for sure, we know that uh, Chucho Hernandez is coming in to Columbus. Gareth Bale, as we mentioned, is coming in to L.A. FC. Again, that's a short-term one right there, just as we're getting ready for the World Cup. We all we all know my uh, 
we had to go through that in our little group chat as well. I was like, bail. And they were like, Reed, calm down. And I was like, but bail. And they were like, Reed, calm down. I was like, uh, come on, you spurs. Uh, then we have uh, Giorgio Cellini over at LAFC. We have Eric Tommy at Sporting Kansas City. Is that right, Blaine? Or does it have some weird so. pronunciation? Okay. I mean, I could see it. I mean, like, it's Eric it's, Tommy. They're like, no, it's, it's Eric Tomei. It's Chiellini and Tommy, but... Uh, hey, so, see, that's exactly what, what it would be. Uh, I'd ask Spencer earlier. That's okay. That's okay. And then uh, over at Toronto, Lorenzo Insigne is coming in, which is probably good because uh, has it been confirmed pause to Miami now, or is that still in the works? Oh, that's confirmed. That's confirmed? Uh, yeah, that's okay. confirmed. I don't no. think that was confirmed when uh, Tyler was working this, but yeah, Pozuelo transferred to uh, Miami. And then also some side notes, uh, Rui, Raul Rui Diaz expected to be back this weekend for Seattle. And if you're looking at Jack Price, that his is probably gonna be a while. His cap injury is apparently worse than expected. Uh, red cards and suspensions. Kip Keller from Austin got a red card. Sean Nealis from Red Bulls got a red card. And possibly... Um, Diego Costa may get maybe getting a red card or uh, Cabral maybe getting a red card depending on some of the disco stuff right there. So keep an eye. Cabral on got it in the game. Why would is there a thing with Diego Costa like a post? Uh, yeah, I think there's a review. There's a review going on oh. just to see if that's going to stand. So um, keep it up. I don't know if they were on your radar or not, but just some updates right there. Injuries: Tom Edwards from Red Bulls with an ankle. Uh, Rudy with uh, Austin. They passed out on the field, so keep an eye on that mm -hmm. one. Pereira had hamstring injury with Orlando. Uh, Hindman over at Atlanta had an injury during warmups. Those are those are the worst. Oh, the absolute worst. Yeah. Uh, Maria over at LAFC had an eye injury. Uh, Fernandez at Red Bull had an injury, as did uh, Kevin Ariega and uh, Danny Musavici. Musaviki, LAFC. You guys, you just you just throw this at me, Tyler. He's no one's picking him up. He's owned by 0.00% of people. So that's Which great. could be a good switcheroo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, those are the main updates that we have. Most of it, what you're going to be wanting to consider is looking at that transfer window to see what kind of good options and some differentials may be coming into the league, depending on your level of comfort with the new players coming into MLS. As you know, I tend to be in that camp of, uh, let's wait and see. But uh, maybe some of these gang, maybe some of these players are going to be of the quality that you might work. Continue to follow the differentials article uh, that Tyler publishes at MLSFantasyBoss.com to find out his takes on who you might want to consider who may not be high on your radar, uh, not the, the chalkiest uh, of picks. And if you want to get more in-depth about these injuries and call-ups when they happen and red cards, head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and you can go down to our Fantasy Tools section and check out the Mega Reference, which is updated as much as we can for people who don't get paid to do fantasy stuff. Uh, but we try to keep it as up to date as we can with these injuries because MLS does not have great injury reporting. Uh, but go over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. That is the easiest way to find out how to get to the Discord community and become a member. It's free. It's fun. We have great tools right there. And uh, I just can't say enough good things about our Discord community. Head over there and check it out to get access to resources such as that. Uh, Ashley Blaine, anything else that you guys want to add for this uh, injury section? Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, then uh, next, as always, for our third and final segment, we're going to be talking about the player picks that we have or targets that we have for round 17. 
All right, let's start talking the player targets we have for round 17, starting as always with our keepers and defenders. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, I like, uh, you know, when we look at keepers, we kind of look at who plays first and who plays later. Um, I like Andre Blake this week. I know Taxi just went off, um, but I, if, when I'm looking at the Friday games or the early games on Saturday, um, I like Andre Blake to start on my bench for a keeper. Um, and then I'm thinking of doing Zach McMath um, as a backup uh, if Blake doesn't post a shutout. Um, I'm kind of going back and forth about that second one, considering the Chicago keeper as well. Um, but I but I do like uh, starting with Blake. I'm going to go ahead and say it here, um, not to not to hop onto some of your guys' picks later, but Seattle hasn't won a home game against Portland in like I'll look it up so no one gets mad at me about the data, but I think it's like four years. Um, it has been a while. It doesn't happen. Um, so even though Seattle is currently playing well, it is important to note that they tend to beat Portland at Portland the past few seasons, um, and lose at home to Portland. So I'm not crazy confident in Steph and Fry or the Seattle defense. Um, in the regular season, the Sounders are five, five and one at Providence Park, but are only two, four and two at Lumen Field. Since the start of 2018, the Sounders are 0-4-1 at home against Portland and 5-1-0 on the road. Um, I don't enjoy Seven Fry this week. I'd love to be proven wrong. I will lose all the points to, to Seattle holding that shutout, but um, I'm very cautious with that Seattle keeper and defender situation. Um, I feel... Like, I want to go back to Callens this week, but I think that might be wrong. Um, he, he's such a good bonus point producer. He gets up in those offensive roles um, that makes me want to like him. Um, it's what we've all liked about him in, in previous weeks. Um, but I just don't know with the revolution coming in. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little little cautious there after the, the two games that they just had. Um, I like Herrera for RSL, I think people tend to kind of go with Justin Glad, um, but I'm, I'm kind of intrigued with Herrera in the wingback position um, this, this week going up against uh, Colorado. Um, I like Wagner for Philly. Um, I think I'll, I'll probably have him in my lineup, but I'm just struggling with defense this week. I, I kind of like Montreal, but I feel like sporting can still score. Um, I was oddly drawn to FC Cincinnati, but that feels like the wrongest part to choose from that team. Um, there's a lot of good going on there, but I don't know that a lot of it's the defense. So I'm just kind of struggling with defense this week. Um, I, I kind of like Alex rolled on just from a bonus point perspective. Like I said, I actively do not see a shutout happening for Seattle, um, but he might be a, a bench play with the hope for some assists because he's been doing really well, really well um, on that wing, especially when Christian plays in front of him. So I'm kind of just scrapping together some names this this week for defenders. Um, I, I just don't feel super confident. So whenever I see some lineups, I think you guys do the same thing. Whenever I see lineups where shutouts don't scream, like I don't see one that I'm like, oh, that's a great shutout opportunity. I tend to just go for bonus point producers. So 
Um, that's kind of what I'm looking at this week. I also am considering Columbus. Um, I know Vancouver scored and they've been doing well at home, but they haven't been scoring a lot at home. Um, so I'm considering picking up uh, one of one of the Columbus defenders, but I, like I said, I just don't love a lot of defense this week. Oh, that makes total sense. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as for myself, I'm uh, I'm in that same boat of I've seen some people in chat mention it. Like I don't know who I want for my keeper. I I wasn't I didn't have some really big standouts to me as I was going through. Honestly, what I'm gonna what I have right now is is Blake and Fry. Um, I was gonna see what happens with with that Seattle game. Or sorry, I was going to see what happens with that Philly game because I think it's it's good to have that split with the Friday and the Saturday games. Seattle is the absolute last game I think is going to be a, a solid keeperoo, mm-hmm. um, unless you really have some faith in RSL. Maybe maybe you could do with that, but uh, but I have it on Blake and Fry right now. Um, but what I'm really planning on doing is, as I mentioned earlier, checking out Ryan Anderson's lineup IQ stats, seeing what some of his percentages look like to to see if. Uh, that ends up being what I, what I stay with, but that's what I have right now. Defense, a uh, little mix, kind of like Ashley. I do have glad I have, I have, uh, have Wagner and then uh, I have Tolo on there. I was going pretty light with, with the defense this time, uh, trying to put a lot into my attack this round. So just, just some pretty basic stuff right there. And Tolo was, was honestly more of a, of a budget pick. I started out with Rodon and, but I uh, needed to save 0.2 at some point. And so that, that helped me for some crazy stuff I was doing up top. But again, I, I'm really waiting to see some more of the defensive stats before I, I solidify this and maybe try to find some bargains there. What about you, Blaine? Yeah. I don't have as much trouble as you guys seem to have had or whatever. It just, I, I identified the two games I really wanted and Philly was the first one. Yeah. I, we always talk about it. You never chase a guy who just had a hat trick. Um, that means taxi's going to regress just a little bit. Uh, still a good player, but it's first game of the week. So, I mean, it's Blake and uh, Wagner, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, bonus points are there. Potential is there. And you just go with it. And the second game I identified was that RSL game at the end. I just – I don't trust Colorado with what they're doing. RSL's shown to be a decent enough defense lately. Um, mm-hmm. I will take a chance on that. I think they've got one of the better clean sheet chances out of everybody. Um look for Ryan lineup IQs stuff to come out and see if he confirms what we're saying. But that was, um, that was McMath. And I went ahead and went glad for this one. I just like the way he's playing little less chance of cards there. Um, both of their wingbacks are known for picking up cheap cards. And then I know chat asked it. I, I do like Orlando's defense this week. Um, bonus points are there. They just got shelled. Um, I will, almost always consider a team that just got shelled when they're a defense I've liked throughout the year, just because they usually come back stronger coach makes them run a few win sprints or whatever during the week to make up for it. Five, five from DC at home is a nightmare game. And now they get to stay at home against Miami, kind of one of those rivalries. I'll take a flyer on them just because I didn't like any of the defenses, really the ones we've got Ashley poked holes in the Sounders. Um, New York has been good, but it's the revolution coming in. Like that's a hard game. Uh, Columbus is getting better and they're playing Chicago. Who's been a good defense. I just, 
I struggle to find anybody that has a good defense that I like more than these. And so that's kind of where I'm going. The only other one that I think we would do a disservice if we didn't ask, we talked about Dallas being in a funk. They can score. They usually score, but Houston's defense has looked better. And this is another road game for Dallas. So look for anything there. I do think you could go for Houston if you wanted a few differentials. And, uh, what just something came to? Oh yeah, let's uh, take a look real quick. McMath is nine point nine, Blake nine point six. So uh, I just thought that was a fun little thing to look at. That uh, McMath is actually more expensive. But we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago that that RSL was a team that people I, I think had gone somewhere under the radar. They've been definitely improving, and uh, McMath is definitely a solid pick right there. Uh, going through chat real quick. Yeah, I see a lot of the same. Team people are looking at Orlando. People are looking at the same information that same teams that we're talking about right here. Anybody new? People agree that uh, New York City is is a trap game, so definitely uh, potentially uh, be careful with that one. That that's why I also dropped Callens. Not really sure about that. Some other people mentioned maybe Tenor Home, hoping for some offensive production right there, but uh, might be might be kind of risky. That uh, New England definitely has been allowing some goals since they've had their changes as well, but uh, it's still definitely potential for for scoring both sides as we saw new york give up six goals last round as well so definitely uh something to worry about let's move on to midfielders blaine who are you looking at midfield sorry no no that was me i'm all confused midfield was a little different this week um i didn't realize Pereira came off injured but i started kind of looking at orlando and miami um, so, uh, Facundo Torres was an early ad. I liked Pereira and I may still look at him if he's healthy, but I'm, it's so late. It's hard to have a fallback for him. So I'm probably just going to go ahead and pull him out. Um, and then it was, uh, Lucho again, homed in Red Bulls. Uh, Red Bulls are a team that's kind of streaky, but I believe they picked up a red card on defense in the last game. Milos got one. So that'll, that'll change things up a little bit. I am going with Ladero versus Portland. It is one of those rivalry games. I expect him to get the bonus points like he always does. And I was struggling. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw Gosdog on my bench. I know chat's been talking about him, that he's dead to them. But it's the it's that opening game. It's an easy bench play. DC is not one of the stronger defenses right now. I think it, it's worth a shot. And then if I can't have Pereira, I'll probably try to go Reynoso on the road against Vancouver. That's Vancouver's a team I've been picking against quite a bit. I think they are getting slightly better every week right now. The midfield solidified a little bit. But if if Minnesota's firing like they were these last two games and Reynoso's leading it, it's hard to shy away from him in that type of form. I mean, I am going to say about that, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Vancouver won last week 1-0 to uh, to LAFC and there is definitely p- potential for scoring with LA and then two weeks ago it was 0-0 against New England and people do I mean that they have had their changes but they still do have uh heel right there uh of course they did drop four to Seattle uh three weeks ago so then they but they did beat Dallas as well at that time so I, I don't know. I, I feel like on the road against Vancouver is, is kind of, is kind of risky, but we'll see. We'll see. That's why. And Tyler adds Vancouver has four clean sheets in their past five games. So except that four Oh loss at 
at Seattle. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, I want um, eight midfielders this week. And my problem was I also like a lot of road midfielders this week, which I know is wrong. Um, <laughs> I kind of like Almada for Atlanta. I have a weird, weird gut feeling with Atlanta that my head is trying to talk me out of. Um, I like heel. Um, historically, I think, and someone will fact check me and tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like he doesn't traditionally play well at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm so cautious with New England lately, uh, but I think it's really hard to ignore him uh, with that matchup this week with just what New York City's defense was looking like the last two games. I do like Ladero. I don't know that I think he's the best offensive pick for the Sounders this week, but he does usually show up in these rivalry games. I like him. I like Mukhtar on the road. Um, not sure if that's <laughs> super crazy. Um, but I, but I do like him. Um, I also like Lucho. I think that like Blaine said with, um, the defensive missing Edward hurt, Edwards hurt. And then Neil has got a, got a red. I think, um, I think that he should do well at home, but again, always makes me nervous betting on Cincinnati, even though they've proven that I think we can for now. Um, I think Zella is an interesting road option. Again, I know I think I'm being a little, a little gambly there. Um, I, I don't know that he's back to full Zella-ness. Um, but then I also think Reynoso was a decent pick. But again, I, I hear the claims for Vancouver. I think I just don't ever take Vancouver seriously when they start to do things well, um, which could come back to bite me. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to look at Reynoso and, and look at the point production he just had, but I think we know from years past that once he starts to click, those points come and he's not goal dependent. He's not a goal and assist dependent point producer. He's a bonus point producer. He's a 10. Um, so yes, he does need the goals. Um, oh, here comes Tyler stat checking me about and revolution at uh, NYCFC. Um, I don't know. I think Reynoso is an, is an okay pick this week. I don't think it's point chasing. Um, it's just trying to figure out if that road game is better than some of these other, other midfielders. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that's totally fair. Uh, as for myself, I agree. I, I, there's so many midfielders that I want a lot of the standard ones that people have, I think are Acosta, Ladero, Heel. That's pretty standard three Morales. I've seen in a lot of teams that people have mentioned. It seems like those last two are, are the big switch. I, I have Zella with what he did last week and going up against Chicago, which I still don't rate very high. I, I like that potential right there. Uh, the pivot that a lot of people have uh, Mukhtar is a very common one that I've been seeing in chats. And I thought about myself, Reynoso, very common one that I've been seeing there. Uh, Torres, like Blaine had mentioned, uh, and um, let's see, and Amada. I think those are the the next set that you would look at. I saw Gazdag in in chat. I don't know. He just he's just not been consistent enough for me to want to go with. I mean, for Philly beyond their defense, I, I really struggle to find some consistency there with with their attacking players. But yeah, there's so many midfielders. I think, and even the away ones aren't that bad heel very good chance of getting points at new york city with the form that they've had zella definitely has opportunities with his form if that holds up to go against chicago with some of their performance even though i think that vancouver is not as 
leaky as they were, Reynoso is an excellent player, obviously has chance there. So there are, there are, I, I think that the way players, uh, with Mukhtar and Charlotte, there's another, another one right there. They, they definitely have the opportunities to, to get goals and, uh, it'll be a nice mix, I think, to find out where your balance is. So this should be fun. This will be where a lot of the differentials happen. We'll see if, uh, if Tyler has a solid midfield section for this week. Uh, let's go on to forwards now, Ashley. Yeah, I also struggled here this week. I don't, I don't know why. Midfielders, I have too many defenders and, and strikers. I can't settle on on any. Um, I do like Tati this week. I think that um, the New England backline, um, new goalie situation, I, I think that bodes well for him. Uh, I, I'm interested in, and before Blaine rolls his eyes at me, it would be a bench play. I'm interested in Vela this week, depending on what that lineup rolls out. I'm not, you guys know this, I'm not hot on the bail train. I don't think he's going to come in here and just like light the league on fire. Um, I've followed his career relatively closely and, I, you know, he's not going to come in and be David Villa or someone like that. Um, I think he's going to be more of a Frank Lampard type, if I'm being completely honest, with a, a big name and not a ton of production. Um, but he's a still really talented player. So if I see any sort of bail indication there, um, I'm considering Vela, not Bale. Uh, just, and I also love El Trafico. There's always goals in that game. If we don't, I, has there ever been a zero, zero? I, I feel pretty confident. No. Um, it's hard to know where the goals are going to come from with LAFC, but I like LAFC better in this Trafico. And so I, I want him, Vela or Chicho, I think on my bench. Um, I've really enjoyed, watching Arujo for Atlanta the last couple of weeks and his points haven't necessarily produced what I've watched when I've watched the games. Um, he's just getting in all the right places and having all the right looks. And I think with Almeida back now and Yosef as well, um, I just really think that the points are going to start producing for him. Um, he's someone that I'm considering, but I keep going back and forth between him and Savarino, which I know will upset Tyler. Um, but if you want to talk point producing, Savarino, since he started playing for RSL, has really produced. And that Colorado defense is just not what it used to be. Um, I don't know that it's ever been that solid this this year, to be honest. Um, Rocky Mountain Cup usually produces some goals. Um, so I I am considering Savarino. I mean, he's got what? Three goals? No, two goals in three games. Um, cause his first game was just as a sub, uh, and now the game, he didn't score a goal. He just had minutes played, which is a little concerning, but, um, I like him this week. I don't know if I consider him a differential, but I do like RSL, um, in that, in that matchup. And I, I'm leaning towards him over a midfielder. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I think this one's harder because you've got way too many good options. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It's not that we're struggling to find enough guys now. It's I've got too many. Yeah. Um, I'll start off, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just blow it up and say Ranch, you can't use him. He's not a differential. Severino's one of my borderline must owns this week. He's so he's so involved creatively, all around there, and so many bonus points. I just against Colorado, I think he's right up there as one of the few must own type of players that you could say. If he goes off, he's going to have a monster game. If he doesn't go off, he's still going to be one of the better point-producing forwards for the round. 
So I just, I don't think he's a differential at this point. And chat seems to be dropping his name a whole lot too. Um, I do like Tati as well this week. It's just, it's that home game. It's the way they're playing. I still think uh, NYC is one of the best teams in the league. One of the, probably the best attacking team in the league. You want the forward from them against any defense that is giving up goals and the revolution have been giving up goals. So I just, I can't shy away from him at this point. And then my third guy that I've got in there right now is actually one I talked about earlier. I like toy on the bench versus Kansas city. I he's done some damage to us in the past. The way he plays can get behind our guys. I just think it's a recipe for disaster for us to have to go against him. So assuming he starts, um, I think this is a great week to try to pick him up and just exploit a weak defense. And you do have some options behind him. Like I said, he's a bench play. I could see either striker in the Toronto or San Jose game. If you want to go Jimenez for Toronto or uh, take a Bobasi for San Jose, we've been picking against uh, Toronto a lot. And apparently now they're shopping Salcedo. They don't want to keep him around. So who knows what's up there. Um, Orlando's got Cara who has been playing better lately. If you don't trust Miami's defense, you got to fall back there a little bit lesser name on that, that Quintero for um, Houston has been scoring a lot more lately. He's in a decent run of form. I don't know that I like him as one of my primary picks, but if you're looking for a late game fallback, uh, he is definitely on the list of guys that I would consider as a later game fallback if needed. So there's a, there's a lot of options behind that. And I know chat's got even more that I'll let Reed kind of pick up when he cleans up for us. Yeah, for me, I've, uh, I've gone big and that's what I've, what I've done. This is, this is really weird. I think what I may actually end up doing this week is just playing three defenders and going with that and throwing everything into the attack with, uh, maybe a couple of guys, uh, on the bench to see what ends up, what ends up happening. Uh, but I've got Tati Martinez and Vela right now as, as attackers. And so that's, I think that's pretty, uh, I mean, it's, I went heavy with it just to see i agree with ashley that like something happens in el trafico every time and yeah. tyler tyler confirmed it i just don't know who vela has had some points they've been assists these last couple of games j mart has had three goals in his last four games or he's at least gotten on the score sheet three times in the last four games mm-hmm. so i like that against uh austin austin's been they've not been awful over their last six they've got several wins <laughs> They only lost once in their last six, but they only have two clean sheets in those last six games, and they've been two weaker teams. It was to uh, Montreal and against uh, uh, well, I can't remember who the other one was. Uh, Charlotte. It was against uh, Montreal and Charlotte. So they were two weaker teams that they kept clean sheets to. Otherwise, they've been giving up. And with Martinez's bit back in the form, I feel like he has a good chance right there. Tati, it's just just hard to to not get him uh, that opportunity to come back again uh, at home, New England. That's that's a good. I'm like I'm like Ashley. Like love me some Tati action right here in fantasy. So it's it's wild, but yeah, I mean, Blaine touched on a lot of them. Um, I have to get in on this real quick while Tyler's calling me out. Um, I'm not giving any Rui Diaz love this week because he's coming back from injury. Rui Diaz scores against Portland. It is very consistent in the data. Um, 
but he hasn't played in two weeks, a little over two weeks. I don't like him fresh off of injury like that, even at home. It's going to be a big, big game. They're unveiling the Champions League banner. It's a whole big thing. It's the, you know, first Portland and Seattle game. I, I, Rui Diaz is just not my guy this week from a striker perspective because he's coming back from injury. If he played some minutes this past weekend, I think I'd feel a little different um, because his his goal scoring production against Portland is consistent. But I can't do it this week. I'd like Jordan Morris as a bench play myself more than um I would Rui Diaz hometown kid hates Portland um but I just can't do Rui Diaz fresh off of injury we don't even know for sure if he's going to start so um he's too injury prone and, and Seattle needs him for the rest of the year I don't think they're going to overplay it so I'm, I'm not in on Rui Diaz this week sorry sorry Tyler a lot of the names have already been mentioned I will talk about Bo I, I think for Bo I don't know if everyone's going to be going three <coughs> three forwards. I think Toddy is, is going to be the main one that everyone's going to go with there. I, I prefer J-Mart over Bo for, for this week. If, if you're going to be going with who, just because of his, his form. And I think New York could come back at home with the clean sheet. They've, they've got some quality there. There's questions with, with the goalkeeping, but it could happen. Uh, I, I just rate Martinez more over, over Bo for, for this game. If you're going to go with three, you could maybe bump him off with, with Vela. Do I do think some sort of uh, El Trafico coverage is, is needed, but uh, Bo could be a solid four. I would think if you're looking at just big name players, maybe he eats into your, into your three right there, but I, I'd rather have heel. I'm going to be going with uh, the attacking options from New England. So that's why I don't have, have Bo, but he's, he's not a bad pick. It's just not one that I've, I've gravitated to. All right. And finally, let's wrap everything up with captains. Blaine. Haven't picked one yet. I kind of want to see lineups on that one. Um, probably leaning towards uh, Lucho at this point, just because I think he's the, the hot guy right this minute, but that could change. Ashley. Yeah, I have had my captain armband draft-wise on heel, Nico, and Lucho today. Um, I'm also considering Tati. I know, ridiculous, to captain a striker. Reed hates it. But um, I I don't know. Um, I I think Ladero has been underperforming as a captain lately, but his points have been okay. Um, it's a rivalry game. There's a lot of rivalry games on the table this week. So um, I don't see the captain choice as being as clear cut this week as it has been the past couple rounds. Um, but those are, those are the the names that are standing out to me is, is Nico, Lucho and Tati. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's Lucho and, and uh, Ladero for me. Uh, that's where it's bounce back and forth. If, I mean, another name that I've considered for a cheaper forward is is possibly Brenner. He's he's got some of the consistency over Vasquez recently, and so if uh, if he's playing, then I might pair up Lucho and Brenner instead of going with with uh, Jmart. Maybe I don't know, um, but uh, but yeah, I think it's between those two right there for me. Uh, chat real quick. Uh, yeah, that's the consistency right now. We're looking at Lucho's, Ladero's, uh, silly people who are saying. Blake uh, and uh, and Santorino. I don't know. Maybe Santorino could be a, a differential captain 
if you want to go with that. But it uh, seems by, by far it's going to be most likely a Lucho or Ladero captain for the majority of players this week. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's a day off, but holidays, things, schedules, weird rounds, it, it just is what it is. But thanks everyone for, for tuning in as consistently as you do. Let's wrap everything else up with our plugs. Ashley. Um, I have no plugs. Um, I always forget. We do this every week, but somehow I always forget forget to do them. And I don't want to take the, the Discord plug because one of you guys will do it and you do it better than I do. But um, I'm going to just one more time plug Patrick and Spencer for helping me out last week to make sure that we got a, we got an episode out and Patrick just so graciously shows up and doles out good advice and is patient with Spencer and I trying to, trying to get that going. So those are my plugs this week. Blaine. Uh, nothing for me this week. Well, then I will take the Discord plug. As always, as I mentioned earlier in the show, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. It's the easiest way to find out how to become a member of our Discord community. Free advice, good times, chatting. It's it's a great place, and uh, I encourage everyone to come out. Uh, with FPL starting back up, there'll be some chats about that as well. But you can also look at our sister uh, Discord, the total FPL server as well um and uh, i tweeted about them earlier today so check that out if you want to great community that's been around for a long time even before they moved to discord uh so yeah head over check that out mlsfantasyboss.com we'll have uh, this the show right there both formats the differentials and uh if things slow down a little bit for me come back from vacation with all my email i'll try to get out the rest of the articles that i haven't been able to do lately because of crazy schedules but yeah all that mlsfantasyboss.com and if you haven't head over to our patreon mls fantasy insiders uh, patreon uh, patreon.com slash mlsfi to find out how you can be a supporter of this show and very soon now that the move is pretty much things are in boxes but we're all here in the house I'll be getting back onto the swag to get some more updates about that and sending out the cool things that we're doing for this year. Uh, so yeah, check out all of that. And as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.